Welcome to the drdavidmarlin.com Stable Science Podcast. I'm Dr. David Marlin, and along with a great team of experts, I'm helping horse owners and riders achieve optimal performance for their much-loved horses. In these podcasts, we will discuss science-led research, technology, information, and advice to help you care for your horses so they may live healthier, happier, and longer lives. To support the podcast and all our research and science for horses, go to our website, www.drdavidmarlin.com, and to learn more about what we do and the hot topics under discussion, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello and welcome to this podcast. My name is Dr. Gillian Tabor. I'm a chartered physiotherapist and I specialise in the treatment and the rehabilitation of horses. In this podcast, I'm going to review a paper about a topic that is receiving quite a lot of scrutiny inside the members group of the Dr. David Marlin website. The topic is about the use of red light in horses. So I'm going to just to talk about one paper that was published in 2020 in the Equine Veterinary Journal. And I want to go through the um, basically the methodology of it, but also the findings in it, because I think it adds to our story about our scientific understanding of the use of red light for horses. For lots more details of this, I have actually recorded a webinar which goes into the topic in further depth. It looks at comparing laser to LED red light and also talks about how this applies to its application in horses compared with its application in humans. So this paper is titled The Effect of Infrared and Red Monochromatic Light on Equine Wound Healing. The lead author is Peter Mitchen Eck. I hope I pronounced that right. Uh, and the uh, authors are based at the Department of Biomedical Sciences and Veterinary Public Health at the Swedish University of Agricultural Sciences, which is in Uppsala in Sweden, which is of interest because I visited them last year. So what did this paper do? Well, it took 
a, a topic uh, and a device and measured whether or not it was effective at what it said it should be effective at. So the red light and the uh, infrared light was produced via LEDs, the light emitting diodes. And we can see in the sort of general press and certainly on social media, there's a lot of adverts for devices that are LED red light systems that claim that they can uh, sort of heal things, they can um, induce relaxation, they can promote recovery. And as a little bit of a plot spoiler, uh, I'm quite happy to tell you that there is uh, very little evidence of these claims. So these authors very, very usefully decided to see whether or not a device that they purchased could actually do what it said it did. So in the start of the paper, as all good papers have, is a uh, introduction that provides rationale for the study. It talks about the research about LEDs and in this particular paper, they do explain the sort of rationale and the theory behind LEDs being effective is that the photons from the LEDs get in, uh, get in through the uh, tissues, they get absorbed by the cells and one of the enzymes in the electron transport uh, chain, which is part of the production method for ATP, which is sort of the energy in a cell. Um, so the actual Photons get absorbed by this enzyme and that it upregulates it, so it, means it makes it happen uh, to be more active and therefore you get more energy and you get more sort of cell turnover and that's why you get healing and things like that. In the introduction, they then talk about previous studies and they refer to studies mainly in rats and mice and looking at these models and to see how LED, both visible red and near infrared, which are in the um, quite close on the electromagnetic spectrum, actually have an effect. They also then talk a little bit about the um, idea of uh, wound healing in horses and why we think that the LED might be useful, but they do state that they haven't found any scientific documentation to support this. So therefore, the purpose of their study was to investigate how a commercial LED device marketed for the treatment of wounds in horses could actually affect wound healing in healthy horses. So they were using a device that actually produced visible red light at a wavelength of 637 nanometers and near infrared light, which would be invisible at a wavelength of 956. So if you're looking at these devices on the market, a lot of the uh, marketing materials do include the wavelengths um, that are produced by the units and quite often these units are sort of battery operated sort of rechargeable handheld devices and they are relatively inexpensive and that is because the actual production of led light uh, certainly in the last few decades has become a lot lot cheaper and that's interesting because i was brought up with only considering laser to be effective and the I think it costs a thousand times more to uh, produce a laser diode than it does an LED diode. Now laser and LED can both 
uh, kick out, give out monochromatic red light, so a single wavelength, um, but there are slight differences in the actual parameters of that light and um, what it looks like. Uh, and also one of the things that we have to consider is actually the power of these devices. And that's something that I will go in when I talk to the conclusion uh, of this paper. So how did they do this study? Well, they took eight adult horses and um, they were healthy at the time. And I'm sorry to say that they sedated the horses and they created a skin wound in them. They actually had um, uh, a, 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 a surgeon create a full thickness skin wound, which was two centimeters diameter. Um, and then what they did is they left them for a little while um, and they did you know they did uh, cover them or, or clean them for short times for dressings but they left them for I think it was a couple of weeks so that they could actually test this device on wounds that were sort of undergoing healing or maybe delayed healing I guess if they were to start the the treatment on day one then they wouldn't know whether or not it was actually sort of the natural healing process or not however what they did have on these horses is they had wounds on the left and wounds on the right and the wounds were treated in a a, a, a randomized controlled method um, so one was the control and one was the treatment group and the device that they had was held one centimetre from the wound and it, the preset programme on the unit was for four minutes and 40 seconds. So the way it worked was the red light was admitted for 95 seconds and the invisible near-infrared light was for 185 session, uh, seconds. They did actually check to see whether the device was actually admitting the light that it said it did with a power meter and they said it did and they could measure exactly the irradiance which is the power per the centimeter area uh, and then the energy density. So if you're interested in that, the total energy density was 0.2 joules per centimeter squared for the red light and 1.2 joules per centimeter square for the near infrared light. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
So once they were treating them, they then actually measured the healing processes. So they checked for obviously severe swelling, discharge or pain. And if that was the case, they did actually exclude them from the study. But they measured for swelling using diagnostic ultrasound with a radiologist that was blinded to the experimental group. So they didn't know whether the wounds were receiving treatment or not. Um, and then also they took photographs of the wounds and they used a software pre program to measure the size of it. They photographed them daily and then they measured them at sort of set intervals to compare the wound healing. The person was blinded to the experimental group that was also assessing these photographs and they considered that the wounds were healed when the epithelial layer was covering the entire wound surface. So they did some uh, appropriate statistics, which I won't go into, of the, um, the results, which group they were in, and the time to complete healing. Now, the results were that there were no significant differences detected on any of the evaluation days between the treated or the control wounds. And they said that time to complete healing was shorter for the untreated control wounds compared with the treated wounds and the range was between 35 to 62 days for the control wounds with a mean of 49 days and actually for the treated wounds although statistically significant it was 40 uh, sorry it was 51.8 days so only just under two days different but um, well on its way to taking two months for healing. So the discussion goes on to talk about the uh, the fact that there wasn't any differences with those treated with the excuse me with the LED and those weren't, uh, and it does relate to the they do relate sorry to the fact that there was a significantly longer treatment time for healing the treatment rooms but uh, treated wounds but they do say that actually you know it it was a small difference. So they did go in their discussion to talk about whether there was differences to lasers or not. And to do this, they refer to a study by Jan et al, which was a study where they used laser to look at the healing rates for surgically induced wounds on the metacarpal region of the horse. Um, with this study, they said that the, there was a, a quite a similar time frame for the wounds to heal, which is interesting. They didn't talk too much, though, about the actual energy density of the treatment, except to say that it was fixed with this unit um, and they followed those um, the guidance of it. And this is one thing that I've been struggling to sort of get any consensus on when I've been looking at the research into either wound healing or sort of any other use for these LEDs or laser red lights is that the parameters that you can have on these lasers or LEDs rather are really wide so not only do you have the actual power which is measured usually in um, milliwatts at difference you actually have the irradiation area that is very different as well so you can imagine that if you have a low powered laser with a very small irradiated irradiation area then actually trying to deliver a sufficient energy density is going to be really difficult 
If you've got a higher powered laser and a, a larger diode that is, is um, going to cover a bigger area, then you're going to deliver a much higher energy density. And if you compare the studies, so in this one, they said that the uh, dose was 0.2 and 1.2 joules per centimeter squares. So if you care, compare that to the JAN study, the one with the metacarpal uh, wounds, they used a dose of 5.1. So that's almost um, oh my word, I can't do the maths. That's 25 times as much dose to have an effect. And there is another study that um, is an older one that looked at wound healing as well, and that used a dose of two point uh, two joules per centimeter squared. So if we're trying to compare like for like, we're not. We're really we're sort of comparing apples for oranges. And if you look at the literature in the human wound healing and looking to compare LEDs to lasers, they actually say that if the energy density is equivalent, then they're not seeing so many effects. Now, in the webinar, I will go into a lot more detail about the differences between horse and human and also the actual um, the uh, sort of electrotherapy side of thing, the differences between LEDs and lasers. So if you're interested, that webinar will be available for you. But just to conclude that unfortunately, these poor horses that had their wounds created on their neck, just for the name of science, um, there was no benefit to using this LED device to either speed up healing or um, change the uh, degree of swelling around the area as well. So uh, I am hesitant to say that we should base everything we know just or everything we think just on one study because that's never good science. However, it does indicate that we haven't yet got the evidence to suggest that using these low-powered LED devices is actually going to be of any benefit to wound healing. If you're going to use red light, then certainly the suggestion is that it has to be of a higher energy density. And before I would tell anybody to go out and buy an expensive unit, I would suggest that um, firstly, they need to ask the manufacturers whether they've got any evidence for the parameters that the device that they are selling actually uh, kicks out. Uh, or also, um, let's wait to see whether or not there is going to be any more research uh, in this area. I would love to do studies with this. Um, I find it difficult to work out how I could. I certainly do not have ethical uh, ability to create wounds in horses, nor would I want to. But if I was looking for pain relief or perhaps I was looking for improved performance or recovery, then that is something that I could consider looking into. Uh, it would be a little bit of a complex study but I think it'd be quite good to do considering the number of these low-powered LED devices that are out there on the market. So there you go there's just a review of one paper looking at LEDs for wound healing. Um, it's not the most positive and um, if anybody has got any questions or any thoughts or wants to enter in discussion about it then please do drop me an email via the Dr David Marlin website and I would be happy to talk about it more. Thank you very much for listening. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and the Stable Science series. If you want to learn more about this topic and our work, head over to the drdavidmarlin.com website. Our website and community of members discuss a wide breadth of topics and the website houses thousands of articles, webinars, videos and research, all designed to help horse owners, riders, trainers and breeders achieve optimal performance for their much-loved horses. The drdavidmarlin.com site is an independent information resource for all equestrians, a source of unbiased, science-based research. To learn more about what we do and the hot topics under discussion, follow us on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter.